Let's go to First Peter chapter uh, two and verse twenty-one. Powerful, powerful peace, y'all. Powerful peace in the closing here. You with me? If you have it, say amen. He says, for you have been called for this purpose. Called for this purpose. What purpose? What purpose? I got purpose. I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be a quadrillionaire. I'm going to be a whatever. You've been called for this purpose. No, that's not it. You and I have been called to suffer. Straight up, y'all. Straight up. Since Christ also what? Suffered for you. Leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps. Who committed no sin. Nor was any deceit found in his mouth. And while being reviled, he did not revile. In return, while suffering, he uttered no threats. But kept entrusting himself. To him who judges righteously. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross. So that we might die to sin. And live to righteousness. For by his stripes. You were healed. Were healed. I'm explaining that to you. That has nothing to do with sickness. That has to do with your sinful condition that he healed you from. That's why it's past tense, healed with the aorist tense, which suggests healed and continuing to be healed in the present. Are you with me? We always misquote that scripture. He says, for you were continually, watch this, straying like sheep. Amen. But now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. I want to talk about this morning dual citizenship, our purpose and our example. Our purpose and our example. Amen. The recent Black Lives Matter protests peaked on June 6th when a half a million people turned out in nearly 550 places in the United States in a single day. The data that came out recently from a firm said that about 15 to 26 million people, white, black, all nationalities, have participated in the demonstration over the death of George Floyd and the others in recent weeks. While these protests are met with resistance, it still does not accomplish the goal of equality. We as believers 
may be caught up or caught with the backlash. But this type of injustice really has been part of the Christian life. The Christian life, saints, is not an easy life. I already told you in the first weeks of this sermon series, there's no color in the kingdom. But have you ever noticed that since you've been a believer, there's certain things you suffer? Amen. Some of us, we suffer, and it seems unjustly. But I want to say to somebody, if you just hold on just a little while longer. I'll never forget when I first got introduced to Christianity. I was in Virginia Beach. And this couple took me under their wing. They were trying to get me to know Jesus. And I would always go by there on Saturday evenings. They would invite me over for Bible study. I was an unbeliever, but I was still searching. And every time I would go there, the guy would tell me that his wife is sick. Very sick. And then she'll get better, and then she'll be sick, and then she'll get better. And and I was out there for a while, and and, and it, over a year time, I noticed. I said, "Why is she always?" Sick? It, and in my in my unbelieving mind, I'm thinking, "Why, if you if God is so, come on, yo, people have this, people have these natural mind thinking stuff, you know. If God, if she's serving God." And and I believe these were these were Christians. These were really Christians. I've met some good Christians in my lifetime as an unbeliever. I've seen the love of God from Christians, amen, as an unbeliever. And I would ask myself, why is this woman always sick? And I never forget asking the, the man deacon, he was a deacon in the church. He said, he said, yeah, I'm going to pass it then. He said, Derek, suffering is one of the greatest honor that you can have as a believer. Because you're not the one suffering. Because you're in Christ, you're suffering for him. And in our passage today, we will see. That what we thought maybe was our purpose in life may not really be the purpose that God has for us. But I just want to remind you that as a believer, remember this. You've made a decision, but you have been transferred from the world. Now, I don't want you to walk around with suffer phobia. If that's a word. Amen. I don't. I don't want you to walk around thinking, "Oh, well, you know, I, I you know, you got the phobia. I, I don't want to. I don't want to suffer." You're, you listen. You're going to suffer, and, and the reason you're going to suffer is because as a believer, you are light. And when I start this new series next week, you'll realize you can't hide who you are. 
we can't hide who we are. But the problem today is, saints, in our suffering, we lose sight of our example. You see, the world we live in right now, we don't have many examples. And what the world wants to tell you, and what prosperity preaching wants to tell you, health and wealth prosperity preaching wants to tell you, is that they never talk about suffering. They never talk about injustice. They never talk about a life that's so jacked up that you're wondering, did I make the right decision here? But may I say this, as you mature, the more you suffer, the more you're able to handle it. And then the more you will begin to see the fruits of it because God will bless you in this life. Amen. If you hold on. If you hold on just a little bit longer, if you if if you if you if you stay the course. But have you thought about it since you received them? Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a serious question this morning? Have you developed a real relationship with him? I'm talking about Jesus. Have you studied his life? Really, I'm talking about really studied his life. Have you studied his word or his words? Have you learned from his life how to respond to circumstances? See, I believe we've been looking at a lot of examples, but we haven't been looking at Jesus. We, we know he hung, bled, and died. We, we know what he did. We know he turned water into wine. We know he opened blind eyes. We know he's a miracle work, worker, a promise keeper. Come on, somebody. Light in the dark. We know all that about him. Those are attributes. The question is, do you really know him and are you walking in his steps? Dual citizenship. Our purpose and our example. What would Jesus do if he was here now? With the injustice that's going on in America. He wouldn't really be concerned about that. You know who he would be really concerned about? His kingdom. You and I. How are we making a difference Am I talking to anybody? Are we making a difference with our lives so that somebody can say, I want to know Jesus? You wouldn't see him protesting. You wouldn't see him marching. But what you would see it's a man with scars in his hands. A man who suffered leaving us. He, he didn't do that just for the money. He did it to leave, 
See, this is what we miss. We miss Jesus all the way, all the way. We Listen, here's the thing. We accept him, but we don't learn nothing about him. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Our battle is not with with people. Our, our battle is not, our battle is with not the physical. Our battle is in the spiritual realm. The population here in slavery, many were retaliating. Many was like, this is unfair, man. I, how is it I just got saved and now look what's happening to me? Right? That, that's what happens to most people, man. That's how most people leave the faith. But see, that tells you about motive. You came for comfort. He came to change you. People run to church because they want relief from their pain, not knowing they're running into more pain. You can become part of this church or any church as a whole, you're going to suffer. Suffering is part of the package. And when you learn how to suffer like Jesus, then you will overcome suffering. And you will rise above it. Come on, help me. So, so he says, so he says here in, in verse 20, he says, for what credit is there if when you sin and are harshly treated, you endure it with patience? But if when you do what is right, hello, we talked about that last week, right? You suffer for it and patiently endure it. Some of you then lost your patience. I can't take it no more, pal. I can't take it. I can't take it no more. I can't, I can't, it's too much. I'm finna pull out my weave. I mean, pull out something. Amen. I'm going to do something. I'm going to act a fool up in here. Because why? I, I, I didn't do nothing. Yeah, I, That's it. I didn't do nothing. And you're like, but why? Why not? Why should suffering be part of the Christian journey? Why does it have to be part of it? Why? Because Jesus suffered. That's why. And if we're in him. We will experience some of the things that he experienced. And here's the thing. It's good to feel a little pain every now and then. To know that that's what my Lord been through. For me. He did it for me. But see, here's the thing. You don't get to this point in your Christian journey where you understand this until you have come to a point of maturity. And some of us as believers, we stay in the nursery section of the church, amen, for a very long time because we avoid suffering. But sometimes God has to push you out of the nursery. Some of you didn't want to come out of kindergarten spiritually. Some of you wanted to stay in first grade spiritually. But maturity is how you overcome adversity amen and 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 here's the thing he says he says in verse 21 he says he says for you have been called for this purpose the word the word for call in in the greek the word is kaleo that word it means more than just a calling it means an invitation that you and I have been invited, we are invited guests in the kingdom. Amen. We were invited into this. You say, what's my purpose? God called you. 
That's your purpose. But watch this. Watch this though. It, it, is, it is a person who recognizes a voice as a shepherd calls his flock. And what purpose is that, Pastor? So, so if you're going to rise, first thing you got to do is you got to understand your purpose. And what is your purpose? To glorify Christ. What does that mean? That even in adversity, I'm not going to cuss. I'm not going to pull out my weave. I'm not going to pull out my eyelashes. Amen. I'm going to take off all my fingernails and get ready to get ready to do it. Get ready to fight. But what I am going to do is I'm going to hold on. Amen. I'm going to patiently go through this thing. I'm going to understand that, okay, if this, I'm trying to help somebody. Even in adverse circumstance, we have to see that we have to bring glory to God. Some of us don't act that way because when we're by ourselves at home, by ourselves with other people, you're already back to being what you was. You see, glorifying him means suffering to honor him. So, so, so he says, you've been called for this very purpose, right? Watch what he says next. He says, so, 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 so let me say, how do you give him glory? You go through it. You just, you, you, you endure, you, you go through it, whatever sickness, whatever pain, whatever problems, whatever marital issues you're going through, you, you, you stay there and you endure the suffering because listen, you're not suffering in vain. You're suffering for his glory. You're like, Pastor, but come on. This is what you call the doctrine of suffering. That's what it is. And, and, and a lot of people struggle. They, they struggle with suffering. Somebody's going through right now and you're ready to cave in. You're ready to give up. You're ready to throw in the towel. You don't understand it, but, but that would have never happened to you. Listen, any other, uh, other place, any other situation, in any other place, in any other situation, it would not have went down because you got away with it the last time. But this time you got caught. Why did you get caught? Because you're caught up with Jesus. He says, you've been called for this very purpose. Watch this. He says, since Christ oh, man. also suffered. For who? This is personal. Christ suffered for me, so I'm suffering for him. For him. If you do this for me, I do this for you. But 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 in the relationship that some of us have with Jesus, we want it to go well all the time. I do this, for, I suffer for you, you ain't suffering, you ain't doing nothing for me. You want to receive from me. You want to receive prosperity. Bless, listen, God will bless you. He will he will bless he will bless you 50,000 times over. You cannot give him and you cannot bless him. Amen. But you got to remember that with that blessing comes a responsibility. But being a believer comes with a responsibility. But watch this. He says he he also suffered for you. So the second thing is you got to understand what Christ did for us. 
He suffered. And can I say this? He suffered more. So when you think that you've been through something, oh, I didn't suffer with you, you ain't been through nothing. More than what he been through. Can I tell you what he went? Can I tell you how he suffered? He suffered abandonment from his own disciples. He suffered betrayal from his own disciples. He was scourged at the pillar. He was beaten and stripped and mercilessly whipped to the point that his scarred body was reduced to open wounds. He suffered the crown of thorns on his head. He suffered the cross. He, he, the wounding of his shoulder, the bloody wound in Jesus' shoulder was so open and it reopened as he was carrying the weight of the cross and my sins upon his shoulder. He had splinters. He bled the weight of the cross. The sun, the heat was beating down on him, causing him to sweat. And even with all the open wounds falling on the dusty hill of Golgotha with the, with the, with the dirt rubbing into the scars, he's suffering. He's enduring for me, for you. I don't think we really understand how much he suffered. Watch this. They stripped him of his garments. They crucified him. Watch this. His sacred hands are nailed to the cross. Blood come gushing out. His feet was nailed to the cross. Blood comes crushing out. Blood gushing out. Watch this. He was then on top of that. He was insulted while on the cross. He was Cursed by the cross on the cross. He had a thief on one side and a thief on the other side. Come on, somebody. He had total abandonment by the Father, and then on top of that, he had exhaustion. He suffered. That word where he says, Since Christ also suffered for you, this is what he's doing for me. Can I ask you something? Would you do that for me? Probably not. You wouldn't take my place. Would you take my place on death row? And that's what Jesus did. That we were sentenced to death row. Oh, I wish I had somebody. We were dead people walking. But now we've been made alive in Jesus Christ. That's why the Bible always says, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. But, but watch this, he suffered for me. And I've been called for this purpose to suffer for him. So Lord, whatever I suffer from now on, I realize that I'm not doing, it's not me. So if it was me, I would give in. But because I'm doing it for you, I'm not getting the full brunt of it. But guess what? I'm getting some of it. Why would God not step in and stop it? Because he wants you to feel what his son felt. So that you will be an obedient child. Some of you, you're suffering, right? 
is because he's trying to teach you how to love his son. And not just claim Christianity as a name or title, but be a Christian. Come on and help me somebody. He says, he suffered for you. Somebody say, nobody never did nothing for me. Oh, Jesus did something for you, boo. He says, leaving you an example. For you to follow. Oh, I'm about to say something. I didn't have no good example either. Amen. I grew up on the rough side of the mountain. Yeah. Didn't have no good example. The examples I had was let's go drink and get high and, 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 and hang out all day. That's, that's the example I had. I don't know about you. Amen. Didn't have no good example. But as a believer, this is why you got to take your eyes off of people. Because if you're looking for an example in people, you'll never find it because we all fall short. We could try, but we'll never reach it. So we have to know Christ more so that we can see our example. Sometimes our example is right in front of us, but we don't look at it. He says, leaving us an example. He left something behind, a legacy. By what he'd been through. So, so watch this. You say, I can't do it. And let me say this. Those of you who cave in on the pressure, on the suffering, and quit, you're without excuse. You, ain't got, you don't get no excuse when you stand before him at the Bama seat and give an account for every word, thought, deed, and action that you have done and work in the kingdom that you have done. You have no excuse. You have none. None. Why? Because you have an example. What example? He suffered. Watch his life. Watch the passion of Christ some more. Go back and watch it again. And watch it again. And watch it again till you get it. Because watch this. He has given us an example to follow in his what? Footsteps. Lord, let me walk in those shoes. They ain't too big for us to fit. He made it that way perfectly for you. So the third thing you got to do is utilize your resources. When you're suffering. The word of God, the son of God, and the spirit of God. I wish I had somebody. Utilize your, re- you're going through, why am I going through? Use your resources, read the word. Watch, how did Jesus handle a situation like that? Follow in his steps, often in his steps, often leads to suffering. For doing what is right. But don't let the devil convince you. I've been doing right, but I keep getting wrong. Tell your neighbor, payday is coming. It's coming. But a lot of us don't have the patience to wait. But listen, you've been looking too much about how you feel and not about the example that you have. When that happens, it indicates that our lives, when we're suffering, it indicates that our lives are going in the right direction. Not that we made the wrong decision. Watch this. Because God will not abandon you 
while you're suffering. So you think it's a bad decision, but guess what? It's not a bad decision because God will never abandon us. Our role is not to fight a physical war for justice. No, no, no. What? Not while we're here on earth. We have to endure, but we have to utilize the what? The re- a lot of us don't use our resources. We get, we, we, we quit, fail. Just, it's over. Man, I've been there, man. I've been there. I've been there as a young believer. I've been there, y'all. I've been there as an immature believer. I've been there where I'm like, I don't understand. Why am I going through so much hell? You know why? Because I was looking at me and not at the example that God has given me in Jesus. See, we, we, can't, we, we can look to each other, but we got to look to Jesus. Look what he says next. The text says in verse 22, who committed what? No sin. I'm going to show you something from verses 22, amen, to 23b. Who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. And while being reviled, you know what that word means? Abused. For him being God is blaspheme. (laughs) While he was being blasphemed, he did not blaspheme in return. While suffering, watch this, he uttered no what? That's what we do, right? When we're going through, when we suffer, what? What'd you say? Let me, I'll be right back. (laughs) He uttered no threats. But what did he do, y'all? He kept entrusting. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Himself to him. Who judges righteously. And he himself bore our sins in his body. Think about all the sins you've done. Think about it for a minute. Can I ask you a question? If he, if he was to convict you just of one. I'm talking about just one. Nobody taught us how to lie. We just lied. Did you touch that? Nope. Real quick. You ain't even thought about it. You, you, you didn't even process it. You just answered nope. And knowing you did. <laughs> if he was to convict you just of that, it's over for you and I. But he bore our sins. I'm talking about Jesus here. And I know that, that sometimes this doesn't make much sense to much people, but, but to a believer, this should be making a whole lot of sense. That the reason I'm going through right now, you went through that thing, and you're going through that thing, is because you have an example now to follow. And guess what? On the other side of your suffering, on the other side of your pain, there's purpose. But you have some steps you can follow in. He is our only example. Watch this. That he might die to sin and live to righteousness. Now watch this. Let me explain by his stripes. You are healed. 
First of all, we were sin sick. And that's it. We were in intensive care, ICU, before Christ. Spiritually. Okay? The only medicine, the only IV, the only vaccine that could have brought us back was his blood. They're searching for a vaccine for COVID-19, but watch this, 2,000 years ago, God already had the vaccine. And it came in the body of Jesus Christ, but his blood, he had to take my sins to heal me of my depravity so that I can understand him. So it's not by his stripes I'm healed. You probably say, of my sickness. No, it's not physical sickness. It's not the sickness that you suffer here on earth. It's the sin nature that you and I had. That's what that scripture means. So here's what I want you to do. Third, fourth point. Utilize the principles. Utilize the principles. Here are the principles. No deceit was found in his mouth. He didn't revile in return. He didn't threaten. He kept entrusting himself to the Father. If we utilize these principles, we will rise. We can't take the sin of nobody. You hear what I said? Utilize your resources. What is that? The word of God, the son of God, and what? The spirit of God. But utilize the, don't just hear a sermon, apply the sermon. Okay, Jesus, no no deceit, so, so why are you suffering? And watch this, they're about to take your check, and you're going to lie. How many kids you got, Seb? No, you ain't got no kids. You suffer now. You know you need that food stamp. Watch this. <laughs> I got to break it up a little bit. Make y'all laugh a little bit. Because I want to make this thing real plain to you. Watch this. Watch this. No deceit. The next time you suffer, don't be deceitful. The next time somebody do something to you, don't abuse them back. Take it. Take it. I believe a lot of marriages could be fixed today. Don't return evil for evil or insult for insult. Just stop. Stop. Don't return evil for evil. And then watch this. Number three. Here's a, here's a principle. You ready? Don't threaten. I'm going to leave you behind. Threaten your kids, but don't threaten. Let them know who's boss is, who's the boss. You follow what I'm saying? Because them kids be trying you. Watch this. <laughs> you get to control that. You follow what I'm saying? But no, that's a whole other thing. Watch this. Watch this. Don't threaten. Don't threaten. Don't get so angry where you start threatening while you're suffering. 
Remember your example. He didn't do any of that. But then here's the key to, do, to, to making it through. Entrust yourself to him. Trust God. That we're going to get through this. See, when people are in their suffering, they don't see it. They do not see it. That's why I love counseling. Because God gives me the perspective. I see it from a different vantage point. And then when I see it, I'm like, yeah, this is going to work out. This is like a two, you know, what y'all going through ain't nothing. It's, it can work out. But my job as a counselor is to help you to see it from that vantage point. You can't want to see it from your vantage point. But sometimes some people don't listen. What's, what I'm saying is they don't learn, they don't listen because they're so caught up in their problem that they've made the problem their God. Not knowing that the suffering was preparing them. For something greater. If we utilize these principles. We'll rise. Watch this. We'll rise and make a difference in the world. Are you with me? He kept what? Entrusting himself. To who? He kept entrusting himself. To the father. Verse 25. For you were what? See, you gotta understand, and and I, and I and, and you know, before Christ, we were lost. I was astray. <laughs> I'll say it one more time. Before Christ, I was astray. And, and, and guess what? Look, he says, straying like a sheep. Now, let me tell you about a sheep real quick. Sheep is not the smartest animal in the animal kingdom, by the way. But God equates us to sheep. He contrasts us to sheep. So watch this. A sheep will stand by water, be thirsty, and if it's troubled, sheep will look at that water and be like, I ain't drinking it. He died, just fall over and die. Just right there. Four legs kicking up that way. Just, just dead. Just gone. <laughs> that's the sheep. That's, that's what a sheep, a sheep will not graze. No, in green, other than in green pastures. Come on, somebody. But a sheep is prone to wander off and get lost. But a sheep needs a voice. Hey. A, a sheep needs a shepherd. And, 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 and what I'm trying to say, saints, we were just like a sheep astray. We were lost. I don't know about you, but I was lost, man. I, listen, I was lost about 15,000 billion times. I was lost. And everything I tried failed. See, Satan knows who to bless, you know. He, he'll set you up. Amen. And, and make you look at the world, make you think, look at this guy, he owned this business, he making, the guy, that the, the people that are coming up with the, with the COVID-19 vaccine, I thought about that. He, they didn't got like 11 billion or 1 billion dollars. And the CEO, I said, boy, they sure making that money, but they lost. See, cause money can't save you. Amen. But, but we were 
were straying and we were lost out here in this world. We were trying to find our way. We knew it was more to life than this. But here's the thing. God saw you. And straying like sheep. But now he says, you have returned. Hey. To the shepherd. And guardian. Of your soul. In other words, you are now under parental care. Thank you, Jesus. That I'm no longer lost. That's why I can come to church, want to come to church, want to listen to the word of God now, want to live right. Why? Because I've been found. And every now and then as a sheep. You get lost again. And the shepherd got to go find you. And the shepherd has a rod, you know. There's the rod, the long end is for discipline. Hello? The hook end is to rescue you. Because, you know, the sheep just kind of wander off. And for some reason, the sheep always get caught up in stuff. They're trying to hear me today. For some reason, sheep always get caught up in something. I wish I had somebody. But thank God that you have returned to your shepherd. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you that I'm no longer living a self-directed life. But a surrendered life to the Lord Jesus Christ. I came here with nothing. I leave here with nothing. As I close today, I say this to you. If you didn't get anything out of this series, I hope that you understand that you are no longer of this world. That you have a new Life, but you have a dual citizenship. And with that dual citizenship comes responsibility to understand that whatever you're suffering right now, whoever you are today, and whatever you're suffering right now, if you're in Christ, go through it. Utilize the principles, utilize the resources. And come out on the other end victoriously. But I want to do, I do want to say this. Walk in his steps. Amen.